with Robin and Steph, We Don't Want to Wait edition. My name is R-O-B-I-N, go me! And I'm Stephanie, and I expect Robin to be my base and catch me when I fall. <laughs> I'll be there. That's terrible. <laughs> that was amazing. It was a good start. <laughs> okay. That was, that was good right, right on the spot. <laughs> uh, so uh, for some of you, we've been here all along. For some of you, we're back. Um, so let me just uh, get into what's going on. Um, so first, I want to just say thanks for joining us to avoid confusion. Uh, here's what's happening. Uh, for the next couple of months, we're going to be doing a crossover between the iZombie podcast, which covers the CW show iZombie, and We Don't Want to Wait, a teen drama binge cast. It won't seem like a crossover because Steph and I host both of these podcasts, uh, but it's going to be published on both feeds. During the iZombie hiatus, Steph and I have been podcasting about Dawson's Creek, binging about four episodes a week, and we just wrapped that up. Uh, the next show I suggested we binge is Hellcats, a CW cheerleading drama that was canceled after one season. The dog agrees. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why we're crossing both of our podcasts over is because Hellcat stars Ali Machanka, who just got promoted to the main cast of iZombie. Um, for folks who may have forgotten in the long waits, uh, she's Peyton. Um, so we do like to travel back to the earlier works of our iZombie stars. And if we have time, we may also cover another series before iZombie season three begins. We're still waiting to hear word about the season three premiere date. All we know for certain is that it starts in 2017, the future. Uh, so as for Hellcats, we're going to be watching on CW seed where all the episodes are available. So download the app to your mobile device, watch it on your computer. Heck, I was even able to watch it on my Xbox. Um, I'm going to try to include links uh, to the CW seed uh, in our show notes. And since the episodes have already aired, we're going to actually be binge watching it three episodes at a time, except for this week's podcast, where we're going to be watching the first four. So there'll be mostly discussions of the episodes, no full recaps and, uh, if you're not interested in Hellcats, I'm still going to be doing a weekly iZombie news section at the top of the show, just you know, in case anything interesting pops up that we can talk about. So uh, that's pretty much my opening spiel. I hope uh, hope nobody's too confused who's listening. <laughs> uh, but uh, Steph, are you excited? <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I something new to watch. This will be yeah, cute. yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I, as I was watching these four episodes, I got like a little like thrill. I was like, all right, this is, this is Ali Machaka. Like we get, like we've gotten part-time Ali Machaka the last uh, couple of years and a lot of people are really huge fans of her. So, uh, you know, I've been dipping into the music a little bit, uh, and, uh, really enjoying seeing her as the main star of the series. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. She can totally carry a show. Yeah. She's, she's leading lady. Star material. So, before we get into all that, do you want to hear some iZombie news? Yes. All right. So, I have to do a quick summary of all the stuff we've missed since the last time we talked about iZombie news, which was uh, back when we did Comic-Con. I mean, we talked a little bit after DragonCon, but... um, yeah. Uh, so let's let's go through it. Here we go. Uh, first off, Rob Thomas has a script order for a Lost Boys show, which is set to cover uh, a vampire group's lives one decade a season. And uh, I, I love this movie so much. And to hear that Rob Thomas might be involved in making it into a TV show, I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> one decade a season. That's pretty... Interesting. So we get like the fifties and the sixties. I think it does. I think it, he's planning like a seven season uh, thing, which starts in the fifties. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just to get, uh, people, if you're worried about uh, it, perhaps complicating things with iZombie, uh, Rob Thomas tweeted out that he was quote bullish about iZombie's future. And uh, really hasn't said too much more about it ever since uh, the script order happened. So he's he's very much on, you know, not going to just run away to another show, you know. Um, also, he's actually uh, cleared up uh, a few things on Twitter that have been reported. You know, we get a we get a big break and. 
people are desperate for news and it's almost like they hear one thing and they start making up headlines. Um, there have been rumors that iZombie might be moved to Friday nights to replace the Vampire Diaries. Even we talked about that. And he said at this point it's pure speculation. He hasn't heard anything about that. Um, and uh, actually, just the other day, he uh, responded on Twitter to another article's speculation. I believe it was the uh, the blog uh, Christian Today or Christianity Today or something like that. Like one of those ones that are... You know, they have mostly like clickbait running up and down the sides of their website. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so here, here it is. Basically, he, he previously confirmed that after the deaths of uh, Liv's last two boyfriends, that her love life was going to be more fortunate. And uh, and they said, well, since season two was less successful critically, that this must mean that Rob is planning season three to be the last season and that Liv is going to get a happy ending. Um, I, I don't know why the, they. What did they? Why would they think that? Uh, That's yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Uh, he actually tweeted out. He's like, uh, yeah, we're not just because we're not planning on killing three boyfriends in a row doesn't mean that you know. I mean, it's just we're not we're just not going to do we're not going to murder three boyfriends in a row. That doesn't mean like happy ending or anything like that. Um, also, Rotten Tomatoes actually shows that the critical reviews of iZombie have gotten better from season one to season two. Yeah, I was like, why would they? <laughs> and season three is definitely not being planned as a last season for iZombie. <laughs> okay. I was even joking with him online about how reputable sites like this are. He's like, oh, I got my copy of Christian Today on my doorstep. And when I saw the headline, I nearly spit out my coffee. <laughs> Um, speaking of, uh, okay, you know what? I, maybe I should give a little warning if, if folks, if you don't want to know anything about season three, just so, just so you know, these news segments are going to have little information, maybe some casting, uh, uh, you know, official reports from the set, nothing, nothing that's been leaked or anything like that. So, uh, uh, if you're if you're interested in that, stay tuned. If not, you know maybe skip ahead a few minutes uh, for some Hellcats. All right, here we go. Uh, episode one, uh, friend of the show Dan Etheridge is directing, and uh, Aaron Douglas is going to be returning as the repugnant radio host Chuck Bird. Um, we also fa- found that Natalie, the uh, former Frozen Zombie potential major love interest, is going to be returning in episode four. Oh, good. Uh, uh, at least that's her casting is in episode four. She it might she might be returning sooner, and it's just not been announced that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen Embaum and uh, is is going to be writing, and Enrico Colantoni is going to be directing episode six, mm. uh, an episode called "Some Like It Hot Mess." <laughs> Uh, which features both the return of Ken Marino as Brant Stone and uh, Darren Norris as Johnny Frost. So Jen Embaum is like, uh, you know, was a writer for Veronica, uh, Enrico Colantoni, of course, Keith Mars, Ken Marino, Darren Norris. It is a Veronica Mars mini mini reunion. And uh, <laughs> they actually tweeted a nice picture from the set of all of them together. Uh, actor Eddie Jemison has confirmed that he's going to be back as Mr. Boss probably a little later on in season three for a uh, multi-episode arc. Um, Robert Knapper, okay. who plays uh, Blaine's dad, also said he's going to be returning mm-hmm. to the show. Um, a couple of new sets are built. One for Fillmore Grave Enterprises, and the other is for a new zombie bar called The Scratching Post. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, a place where the, the zombies are going to be able to hang out in Seattle uh, slash uh, Vancouver. <laughs> um, they were originally calling it in the storyline Cold Cocks, but they decided to go with Scratching Post for obvious reasons. Um, the, a recurring character has been cast. His name is, uh, the, the actor is Andrew Caldwell. He's been in a couple things, been a thing it's really worth mentioning. Um He's going to be playing Harley Jones, a good old boy, anti-government extremist who loves his guns. Uh, he seems like a chatty, affable guy when he's chatting with Liv and Clive at a shooting range, but when uh, but he's actually practice uh, he, he's shooting at zombie targets, 
and makes no secret of his hatred of zombies and that it's on his bucket list to kill a few. So uh, this is going to be a possible villain of the season. Um, now, what's his name again? Harley Jones. Oh, the, the actor? Uh, Andrew Caldwell. Um, and, of course... Sounds yeah, familiar. it does, doesn't it? And I looked it up, and it's like he's got a bit part in this and a bit part in that, and nothing that, you know... Um, uh, so anyway, the biggest news of uh, that I've got for you that uh, you probably already know about if you pay any attention to iZombie News. Yes. Episode uh-huh. 8 in the episode Eat a Knievel, <laughs> we get a new character named Chase Graves, who is Vivian Stoll's brother-in-law, played by Jason Doring. Oh. Good old Huge Logan crush. from yes. Veronica Mars. Uh, this is another thing. Why is this kid not a star? I know. He's so good. Um, and so skinny these days. <laughs> I don't know if he's bulked up or not. But, really? uh, in the movie, he seemed... Remember the Veronica Mars movie? He seemed really skinny in that. In that. Um, uh, and uh, also, yeah, this is another rumor that Rob Thomas had to uh, shoot down. People just started speculating since, well, he was the big love interest in Veronica Mars. Obviously, he's going to be the big love interest uh, for Liv, uh, this possible third boyfriend that doesn't get killed. Um, and, and just people are just like posting this as it's as if it's a fact <laughs> on various uh, non-reputable news websites. And uh, Rob, Rob has come on Twitter and said he loves Jason on the show, but there are just no plans for him to be the love interest. Just none at all. <laughs> so, of course, Rob could be lying about all these things and these, uh, you know, clickbait articles could possibly all be telling the truth and have great information. But I seriously doubt it. OK, that's all my eyes zombie news. You get your fill? <laughs> yes. Right. Well, I'm. You know, just anything to tide us over till it returns. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, let's get into our uh, discussion of the CW's first four episodes of Hellcats. Steph, I've been talking a lot. Want to start? Hellcats. Hellcats. It's about the wild world of competitive college cheerleading. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, here's here's my problem. <laughs> okay, we'll get the problems out of the way, and then we're just gonna just gonna fanboy about it the I'm rest gonna, of the time. I'm going to start with the negative. Okay, cool. It's just it cheerleading. Yes, cheer. Okay, it's almost like television executives say, "Okay, well, where's the action? <laughs> we got to have something with some action. Yeah. You got to be able to, you know, we can't just watch people talking." Constantly for for forty two yeah. minutes, we have to have some action. Mm-hmm. So yeah, watching cheerleaders, uh, I love to watch like the competitions on yeah. um, see on um, ESPN or whatever. I thought this was gonna like really get into like your groove because you're a fan of so you think you can get dance right? I think you're a fan of that show. Or at least it used to be. Yeah, I mean, I love. I'm a dance. I'm not a dancer. I used to dance. I was a dancer as a kid. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I danced. I love dancing, but cheerleading. Like, how many? What percentage of the United States are cheerleading? Like, it used to be that televisions and movies were aspirational. Like, they would. It was from the standpoint of you know when you were in middle school, you loved TV shows and movies about high school because it was. You wanted – that's something that you aspired to be was in high mm-hmm. school. Or when you were in high school, you watched stuff about college. Or, you know, the reason everybody on television is rich is because <laughs> people want to be yeah, rich. Yeah. You know, but but I feel like that time is over. Okay. I feel like in this time, and I think Joss Whedon's shows were ahead of their time because it was the – out you know, the outsiders – they were the dorks, mm-hmm. and the characters in in those shows were the you know the the nerds, the outsiders, the not the not the uh, popular kids, mm-hmm. not the cool kids. And so I just feel like that's the, we're living in the time of the nerd. We're living in the time of the outsider, and I just feel like and you say, you think this that's probably the same thing like six years ago when this aired. Probably yeah. that's probably why it only got one season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But 
But other than that, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a fun show. Yeah. Uh, there's a constant soundtrack going on throughout the show for a while. I'm like, wow, the, yeah. has the music ended yet? There's just music, music, music. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, you know, such a upbeat pace. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's delightful. I'm glad to hear you say that word because I felt like, I mean, the same, I felt the same way. Like, I don't know if I'd watch this without, like, with, Unless I had to, or, you know, and this is this, this, saying that I'm going to watch this is kind of a challenge. This is not my usual show, but I'm watching it because I'm a fan of Ali Machaka for my zombie. And so, and, and of course, uh, executive producer Tom Welling. Uh, <laughs> so I figure I got to give this a shot sometime. I remember when it premiered in fall 2010. Um, yeah, I think I watched it when it premiered. Yeah, I think I watched the first episode and just never went back. I was like, well, this is this is fun, but it's just not for me, you know? And I, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's lots of shows that are like that. I'm like, there's, I'm not seeing faults in this show, but it's just not meant for me. <laughs> yeah, and the reason I watched was because of D.B. Woodside. Mm. Yeah, okay. We'll get into the cast, okay. Uh, but yeah, Allie is my thing, and then your yours was D.B. Woodside at the time. Um, uh, but I, and Steph, I, I couldn't help it. I got just a, a little, a couple nuggets of trivia before we get into the, like, the, the episode discussions about the, at least about the characters. You, you, you want to hear some trivia? Okay. Just, just little, little tiny sure. nuggets. Steph told me to take it easy, folks, and I swear I'm trying. Um, this is based – you even tweeted this to me. This is based on uh, the book Cheer, Inside the Secret World of College Cheerleaders, right? And uh, according to uh, trivia, um, Tom Welling got a hold of this book and was like, I, lo- I love this. This is something that I've, I don't you know, I don't hear about. This is the secret world of college cheerleaders. So he actually brought this book to his network where he had just finished the ninth season of Smallville. Entering his tenth and final season, and uh, you know he's looking for to do some stuff behind the camera, and uh, he just found this book really interesting, pitched it, and there were actually um, I, I read quotes about like they were kind of surprised that Tom was interested in this, but was like, yeah, this might be good. We can do like a, some sort of dance segment in every episode, be something that'd be fun to shoot. Maybe kids will get into it. You know, um, they even tried uh, giving it a little push. Uh, Right around when the premiere was, they they uh, they staged this huge event and invited cheerleaders across the nation to all gather and perform uh, a Hellcats cheerleading routine to break the Guinness Book World Record for the largest cheerleading dance. Uh, unfortunately, there just wasn't enough cheerleaders that showed up for this event, so <laughs> they they just. Oh, that's yeah, or what is it? They were like, they were like, "Hey, show up for this event. We'll show you clips from this new show, Hellcats, and uh, you can be a part of this Guinness Book World Record breaking thing." And just didn't happen. Um, and uh, yeah, the premiere did well enough for the CW to pick it up for the whole season, saying it was uh, an underdog and that it liked the big production numbers. Uh, but yeah, um, due to mixed reviews, it had a severe. And, and it had a severe drop off in audience, like really bad. Um, it was first paired with uh, America's First Top Model, and then it followed. Uh, it went to like Wednesdays and followed uh, One Tree Hill, and it just could not find its audience. So, got axed. But um, uh, the last thing about trivia I have is that, that it, like I said, it's produced by Tom Welling, also produced by Kevin Murphy, who uh, is from Desperate Housewives, I guess. But he's also got background in like musicals, like the musical uh, Reefer Madness. Uh, he also did one about, based on Heather's. And uh, it also is produced by Alan Arkush, who did uh, Crossing Jordan, Heroes. But he also directed Rock and Roll High School with the Ramones. So everybody's got a little bit of cred here uh, and something to be, uh, you know, kind of interested in. I don't know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, that that's all the trivia I have behind the scenes. But um Let's talk about, I mean, let's talk about Marty. Let's talk about Ali Machaka as Marty Perkins. Okay. Let me say something negative. Oh, boy. Right away. <laughs> and it's not about her okay. at all. It's just about the writing. It's just about how, you know, okay, I'm into this. She's She's got a scholarship. She's lost her scholarship. She's got to do something different to uh, get school paid for because she's at a school that there's no way that they could pay for it. Well, which... Her mom works in a bar, so there's no way that they could pay for school at right. all. 
so she's lost her scholarship. She's got to find her, and so she runs in. She runs across the uh, the. There's, they have a an opening for because she with a invisible arrow shot Alice. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, somehow <laughs> caused caused there to be a opening in on the cheerleading team <laughs> temporarily. Yes, and so she she auditions. Well, she goes to the audition and then she starts dancing. Mm. This, I guess, she grew up like going to bars and dancing. Yeah, this is like, like Memphis Street, according to like the coach, right? This is. Memphis what, Street. I don't know if that's exactly the okay. term for it, but I mean, we do see in the episode four that she does. She has this like street routine she does with these street gymnasts, and they all do this, you know, sexy dancing, <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of incorporates it into the cheerleading thing. Yeah. So there are all these other cheerleaders who tumble and cheer very well because they have to because they have to put on a really cool. You know, the segment has to be really cool of these, all these cheerleaders auditioning mm-hmm. and jumping and dancing. Yeah. And, uh, but she stands out because she does this funky dancing. <laughs> and that's why Vanessa, the coach, likes her. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Vanessa and Savannah, Learn they all decide. The <laughs> yes. Savannah, they. Vote for her, but Alice votes against her. Yes, there's, there's, I don't know. It was just, you know, it was just her character's just so cool and so capable, even though she was not a cheerleader. But she's like, it, it's funny. It's like, you just got to have to buy it. She's multi talented. Like, at the end of episode four, even though we know Ali Machaka has had some success making music with her sister, like, out of nowhere, I mean, you do see in the pilot that she's bringing her guitar into uh, Cheer Town, but. Uh, out of nowhere, she's just this great singer and guitar player, and there was performer. Yeah, there was just no mention of it at all. Yeah, and she like I think Lewis asks her how she learned all that tumbling, and she took gymnastics when oh, she was yeah, a kid there was that or too, something. Yes, and then her mother kept on showing up, and like ended up uh, uh, coming out to coming out into the the. The event when she like fell and to comfort her and ended up throwing up on her and it just scared scarred her for the rest of her life. Every <laughs> single time her mother shows up at events, she just can't help but mess up. Uh, let's take it back though to to Marty herself though. I I think Marty is even though she is super talented, she's also our entry point. She's the person that's saying like, seriously, competitive cheerleading. What's this all about? You know, you know, just getting all the stereotypes out of the way, football groupies, you know? And, uh, and I think, uh, I, I, I like that. And, uh, I like that she's got a, she's got, she's got like the, the person to bounce off of, which is, uh, Savannah, who at first I'm wondering if she's going to be like a mean girl, but it turns out that she is, she's just super awesome. Uh, <laughs> and I, I really liked her too. Uh, but you know, Alice, uh, the, the cheerleader that Marty replaced, uh, is, is the mean girl. Yeah. I like Alice, this Heather Hemmings. I like, I've never seen her in anything else, but she's a really good villain mm-hmm. or, or antagonist or whatever. Right. And then Savannah, yes. she really grew on me. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, she's the little Christian goody-goody girl. But but no, I, I really liked, you know, this all this going on with her parents. Her parents wanted her to go to Tennessee Christian. Something like Is that. Is it Tennessee Christian? <laughs> yeah. This Christian place. And, this Christian uh, college. That, yeah. You know, but she. And she decided to, that she needed to, uh, you know, strike out and make her own way. Yes. And then, oh, we got to talk about Dan Patch. Oh, man, Dan Patch. You mean Dan Patch, the guy you just hear Dan Patch every time they say his name? It's Dan Patch. It's not just Dan. It's Dan Patch. It's such an <laughs> odd name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like they set him up as he's the player, mm-hmm. but he ends up, uh, him and Savannah start dating, and then they decide to be uh, exclusive because mm-hmm. she, she called him his, her boyfriend. He was like, Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, wait, wait. Here, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm really into the, their relationship. It's really mm-hmm. cute. 
Uh, did, do you have any uh, – did you ever watch the High School Musical movies? Um, no. Oh, no, my God. No. I watched those with my my uh, my oldest daughter, um, Sarah, a lot. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's a girl who plays Savannah who – now my name – I'm blanking on her name. And uh, if you – Ashley Tisdale. I was just going to blame you for not letting me do all the trivia, but you know, uh, I'd have all this information in front of me, but I'm, I'm playing it cool stuff. I'm playing it cool. Uh, <laughs> Ashley Tisdale, uh, in those movies, uh, she, it's funny cause she is, uh, blonde in those movies and, uh, she is this super like material girl, like super snob, uh, but also endearing at the same time. So it's funny seeing her in brown hair and being this, you know, this sweet uh, Christian girl. And meanwhile, we have Allie, who is always so composed on iZombie and with the brown hair. But now she's like super, um, you know, super rebel chick with her big, big blonde locks. So it's so funny. This, this like the first episode, I was like, this is all topsy turvy here to me. What I'm used to these, used to these <laughs> actresses playing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, that's what I was used to seeing Allie with the blonde hair from the Disney Channel. Oh, see, I never, which yeah, never saw any of that stuff. I, I mean, I never really watched, mm-hmm. but that's how I believe that I have an an AJ and Allie song somewhere in my iTunes mm-hmm. from back in the day. Yeah, I've been checking out some of their uh, their latest stuff. It's it's not bad. It's not bad. I, I it's just very like I don't know. It's it's kind of like it's mainstream, but it's also like. Uh, folky rock stuff. Um, yeah, it's funny because it's like my my brain immediately like wants to turn off because you know all that stuff that comes from the mouse house is so you know so saccharine and clean and you know. Uh, but uh, you know, try I'm 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 trying to be a little bit more open minded, especially since this is a an actress that I really like. Um, so, uh, who else do we have on our? We, what about Lewis? What do you think about Lewis? I don't think much of anything about. <laughs> Lewis. He's just okay. He's just okay. He's kind of bland to me. <laughs> it's it's funny because I immediately thought he was just going to be like this super slime. Because as soon as like Marty started doing her little sexy tryout, he's like immediately up on her and grinding. <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy. And then you know, Alice. This is Alice's old boyfriend, and she's super jealous. I think they added a little bit more to him. I mean, just like Dan Patch, I think both those characters were a little bland to start off with. But there's there's something, you know, there's more being added to it. I think they're really focusing uh, mostly on their two female leads. You know, we're getting especially, like, family stuff. We don't get any family stuff with anybody else. So, um, oh. Uh, of course, we do need to talk about D.B. Woodside. You brought him up already. I was surprised. I was like, oh, my God. It's, a, it's Sunnydale <laughs> Principal. <laughs> you know, Robin Wood. Uh, but uh, he's playing Dr. Derek in this. Dr. Derek. Yeah, and it's – he's excited to meet the new coach of the football team because he wants a job with the with the athletic department. Yeah, yeah. I guess it pays more than being a cheerleader doctor. Being a, a real doctor? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, probably, yeah. <laughs> and then Vanessa. Mm-hmm. So so he and Vanessa are date, dating, and Vanessa failed to tell him about her previous relationship with the football coach, Red Raymond. Red Raymond. Yeah. That's a football coach name. That is right a there. football coach name. <laughs> And it's funny because it's like at first he starts showing up and you find out that she – when she was a cheerleader, he was a coach. They had a relationship, you know. But then later on you find out, well, he was only 25, so she must have been like, you know, like 19 or whatever. 19, that's what I figure. Yeah, so it's really not that bad. But, you know, that's – you know, uh, then again, he was also cheating on his wife. And, uh, you know, it's just not ethically right to be doing that on the job. You're supposed to be coaching and not, you know, sleeping with the cheerleaders. So what I was glad was that this was all like a secret from Derek for the first couple episodes and that it actually came out in episode four. And uh, 
people were mostly mature about it. I mean, he was kind of, uh, Derek was kind of embarrassed because he's all like trying to get this coaches of like, Hey, his coach is great. Red Raymond. He's awesome. You know, I want to work with him and, and he goes and has drinks with him. And he's all like excited about it. And then this turns out that red's been, you know, red is kind of skeevy, you know, I don't know. He's like, he's like still flirting with, uh, Vanessa. He's also, and, and, he sent her flowers. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, and he knows that she's in a relationship with Derek. Yet he still like hung out with him and drank with him and didn't say anything. But it could also be like it's not his place to say anything. I don't know. It, it almost seemed like he was at first toying with them and then not toying with them. I'm not sure if the show knows which way we're going with Red. Mm-hmm. Do you trust him? Oh no, he's <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think I trust him either. But but he's a big get, and they've had to slash the cheerleading budget oh, God. because they're going to pay him a lot of money to get him to come back. I know, and, and it's funny because you've been talking a lot about like uh, how you're missing doing all these parent stuff like for school program stuff with your, for your child because she's graduated. And there's all all sorts yeah. of stuff in here. Like we got to make it the qualifiers. We got to raise money. We got to boost some money, and and then we got to make it the regionals. And yada yada yada. You know, uh, I, I, I'm wondering if you kind of latched onto that. It's kind of like a fun, yeah, fun trip. Yeah, we're never going. I'm never going back to state. I want to go to <laughs> state. It's so much fun. <laughs> I, I want to sell donuts. I want to sell sheets. I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, mainly, I mean, yes, I do miss just the act of, you know, doing all the the things for four years that we did. But also, I'm just sad that she's just completely getting out of, she's just completely changing her major. Like, like when she was in the second grade, I took her to to, uh, theater camp and she was like, I want to act. So, like, we've been looking forward to this ever since she was like. You know, eight years old, and now it's over. It's just over. <laughs> uh, trust me, I've got some. I've got some uh, uh, teenage dramas myself. Uh, my child is uh, uh, is going to be moving three hours away from me uh, uh, pretty shortly here too. So, yeah, it's just it's hard to let go. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to just like three hours. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> anyway. Wow. Uh, we're so anyway, our children, your my child, your child going to oh going to state, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And there's this weird, what is it? Um, because they don't have the money to uh, go to like regionals, they're just going to do a video and send it in. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like first, like it's it's like first they lose their money because they're bringing this coach in. Um, and also because, uh, oh God, it's like v- the volleyball people discovered that they weren't getting the money that the cheerleaders were getting. So they took the money away from the cheerleaders. So now they have to make a, not only they have to like, uh, it's like you, now they're really broke. <laughs> and so they have to make this bid video, which must be a, uh, a thing. I do have a cheerleader glossary that I got from cheerthebook.com that maybe I'll uh, I'll share in the group if anybody's interested <laughs> so, that I should refer to but I I I I can't do much too much research so um <laughs> uh, uh so okay gosh uh, uh so so th- there's that kind of like the school the academic thing the uh you know in, at first I didn't think that um I didn't think that Marty was going to college at all. She was just doing cheerleader stuff. But uh, the the law school stuff does come into play. Um, well, see, I, at, I, I missed something at first. And I thought, okay, law school is not undergrad. That is like graduate PhD mm-hmm. law school. And when you go to law school, you don't do anything else but <laughs> go to law school and study and write. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, she's pre-law, so she's undergrad. And, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, so, and, and, oh, she's learning these lessons. Mm -hmm. You know, she has this teacher, this law teacher. Yes. He's a professor. He's a lawyer who is a teacher and teaches her to make the lies work for her. That everybody lies. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's so he's house. Uh, <laughs> he's the he's the lawyer house. Uh, yeah, I I got I kind of my eyes kind of glazed over. I think a bit toward, during during the lawyer stuff and how that I was like, oh wait, I was supposed to learn something there and I didn't. <laughs> oh well. Well, I mean, it was kind of neat because it was. Uh, Maru Kabash, what what is the thing from Kobayashi Star Trek? Kobayashi Maru, yeah, that stuck out. Kobayashi that stuck out to me. I was like, oh, that might be where the Star Trek got Kobe the word Kobayashi from. And no, it was actually he's just a, a, a Star Trek nerd, and uh, and so I like that her uh, uh, Marty's uh, law school friend uh, Morgan Pepper. Uh, they both reprogrammed the Kobayashi Maru to work against the teacher, uh, ju- just like Kirkwood. But unfortunately, they didn't chomp down on any apples while they were doing it. So that was a uh, one strike against them for me. Um, but uh, yeah, he's like, "Ah, oh, you're not acting like law- real lawyers at all." So you win. Welcome to my law clinic. And it's and so funny because during those scenes, like none of the other students in class have any lines. They're just kind of sitting in the background as Morgan and Marty sit in the front and just talk to the teacher. And I, I'm, I'm, I swear it's like, I was thinking about the other students like going, yeah, I don't think we have much of a chance either. Like he passes the clipboard out at first and she immediately grabs it and then she passes it to Morgan and then Morgan passes it to the teacher. It's like, no, nobody else wanted to sign up. <laughs> we obviously know who's going to be getting, who's going to be your, uh, who's going to be the, the teacher's uh, little volunteers or whatever. We're going to be in this special law clinic program, but um yeah, Mr. Parrish. Only the ones with lines. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Parrish, played by Gail Harold, um, who was uh, from uh, Queer's Folk, and I think a couple other things. I can't remember. Um, but yeah. Uh, so the the lawyer stuff happens. We got to talk about um, the mommy issues in this uh, in this show. I mean, it's a big big part of the show. So um, why don't we talk about? Wanda Perkins and uh, and uh, who's that? T- who's that actress's name? Um, she's from NYPD Blue. Gail O'Grady. Yeah, Gail O'Grady. Uh-huh. So, what do you think about these two? These two, and their relationship. Uh, I, I just, uh, it's okay. It's fine. But like, she's the mom. Like Marty's the mom. Yeah. Like she's the responsible one. She pays the bills. She gets her mother out of binds. She, like, her mother's just an idiot. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, like, like she can't doesn't have, uh, you know, I don't, I don't it's know. Not responsible it's, at all. It's fine. Yeah. yeah what um, was the whole thing with the paint? Where they were like the landlord demanded that the kitchen be painted a certain way, and he, she ends up dumping the paint all over his car, and. Uh, Marty has to use her uh, lawyer powers to get her out of the trouble. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, like you know, this is her first or second year in college. She wouldn't know this stuff. Oh, uh, by the way, I, I, why not? She might be really smart, and that, that's why she is. She is in pre-law. You never know. Yeah, but pre-law is. But she could have. She not... could be like a huge Perry Mason fan. You know, she could be watching Law and Order all the time and the practice. Okay. But in the end, <laughs> at the end of these four episodes, Marty learned a lesson from cheerleading about trust. Yeah. And now she trusts her mother or something. I don't know. Something about <laughs> something you know, like trust that. your base, right? And uh, yeah. Wanda wasn't it was just about as much interested in hearing about it as we were, I suppose. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Get out there and sing. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I do like that, uh, Marty is studying to be a lawyer because, you know, we can now just kind of do headcanon that Marty graduates from law school, uh, changes her name, dyes her hair <laughs> and moves to Seattle. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I liked it. I like I like Gail O'Grady. I mean, I was like, okay, here we go. It's Loaxana Troy here. Do you, you know who Loaxana Troy is? I mean, Star Trek Next Generation. Troy's mom. 
played by Major okay. Barrett, just constantly, every single time, every scene she's in, she is like center of attention. She demands everybody's attention. And uh, Deanna Troy has to constantly, uh, you know, dote on her and, and gets constantly frustrated by her. They're like always at each other's throats whenever she's showing up. And she's also uh, a bit uh, a bit flirtatious. She's always, uh, you know, trying to seduce uh, Captain Picard whenever she comes on the ship. Uh, and, and meanwhile, we have uh, Wanda, who's uh, lusting after Lewis and demands that Marty have sex with him. <laughs> yeah, and tells her, you know, calls Morgan the hottie over there in the corner or whatever. Yeah, Morgan? I was like, that's yeah, a nerdy she... guy. I don't know if you call him a hottie. Yeah, he wasn't too hot to me. <laughs> but, but yeah, she's overstepping her the boundaries. She's, you know, making... All of Marty's friends, all the cheerleaders' Facebook friends, yeah. and she came over for dinner and brought a bunch of a barbecue and, and stuff. And then, like, and- tells her about the, the problem she's having with the landlord and ends up like, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's totally moving into this cheer house so we could have her yeah. in the show all the time. But no, she just stayed the night. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I, I laugh at it. I, I'm having fun. I'm also laughing at it a bit, too, because it's so... It's so crazy. You would never think that a mother would be this, like, uh, I don't know, irresponsible. Over, and, yeah, overbearing, over, mm-hmm. and, I mean, yes, people, I mean, yeah, people do this all the yeah. time. And, yeah, I mean, I, I want my kid to, like, in, involve me in everything. But I also know that, you know, they have to be their own person and they have to be, especially in college, they're becoming adults. You got to let them mm-hmm. be be an adult have their own life and you have to have your own life your your job is done mm-hmm. you have you've been mother for 18 years your job is done it's time to you've move made on a human but not you have put the human out into the world you've trained the human and put the human out into the world and now the human has to and human. there's not much you can do after yeah. that you just Which, have to be a good base you know i can say that you just tell your child you just chi- tell your child fly Fly, fly, fly. Even fly. right on her I hand. Be your base. Right on her hand. Fly. I will catch you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where did that? That, that disappeared, didn't where it? Where did that yeah, go? Yeah, that disappeared. I it thought does. that was going to be a thing. It just like, <laughs> I did too. I was like, I'm waiting for the big payoff. Yeah. Like the big emotional payoff. She's going to write like something mm. that's going to like mean a lot on her arm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I ended up watching the first two episodes right in a row because I was very like they they go into regionals and then it ends. I was like, oh, well, I kind of want to see what ha- what happens. So I, <laughs> I yeah. popped on the next one immediately after, and then, these are pretty easy to watch. I think um, they're very they're very quick, um, forty minutes and done. You know, and uh, yeah, and Alice like, is scheming. You know, <laughs> she got mom to uh, show up at regionals and <laughs> yeah. So they've they've got to they got to play it to where Alice can scheme and try to give Marty a hard time, but still keep the t- the Hellcats first. Yeah, you know you can't like sabotage the Hellcats because you want to get rid of uh, the new right. girl. Exactly, and Savannah even called her out on that. It's like you know, um, you know what I thought was weird was that she was doing all that. Like really bitchy behavior to Marty and calling her out in front of the whole Hellcats or whatever, and then then getting in trouble, uh, doing drugs, yada yada yada, and then all of a sudden there was a scene where, um, Allie, uh, not Allie, <laughs> Marty, um, and Lewis and Savannah, um, and uh, a random cheerleader and Alice all go to. Uh, Wanda's place of work and that's when the whole scene starts about the uh, open mic uh, night being established and that's how Wanda is going to become the bar manager by throwing this huge event like spend a bunch of money and build a stage and uh, maybe I'll give you a bar manager job <laughs> so I'm like, yeah but supposedly they didn't spend any money oh, okay. but you know I don't know where they got the material that's a pretty and, great stage <laughs> and Lewis designed it because he's in architecture school. Yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. But hey, his yeah. backstory is getting filled in, like on the, like on the side. Like everyone's like, oh yeah, he was a football player. Oh, there's something weird happened on the football team, and he's got some sort of tension with uh, Jake. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. and then, oh, he's an architect too. And uh, yeah, so. <laughs> 
but again, he's not one of the main 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 characters. So, um, so we talked about Marty and Wanda. We got to talk about Savannah and uh, her mother, who I did not learn the mother's name. She's just uh, I don't know, Cruella Deville. Uh, <laughs> Lane Monroe. Lane. Oh yes, and her mother's name was her her father's name was Parker. Parker and yes. Lane. And there's, uh, there's, oh, they, yes, they have a daughter, Savannah, and the, the other daughter, I forget what her name is. Charlotte. Yeah, who is on the other cheer squad. Which, that. Cause she got hurt and was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they expected Savannah to not go to regionals or wherever. Yeah, go to our, our prayer and circle. And sh- come to the prayer circle. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're, they just have these. Uh, unrealistic, you know, ex- expectations for Savannah, or these drastic expectations. You know that she go to the Christian school. That she, what was this? What was this about a secular date? <laughs> Every date she's ever been on, it was like a group date. Right. Yeah. A, a secular date. I'd never heard. You know, never heard that term. Yeah, before, I wasn't but. sure if you'd be able to. You know, because I'm I'm a pretty pretty secular guy myself. Uh, but I wasn't sure if any of this happened. You know, you are s- Southern and Christian, so I've, I I wasn't sure yeah, and how realistic all this I was. Mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. Okay, like there was a reference to Dollywood. You know, speaking of Southern, this being in Memphis, I've never been to Memphis. It's not too far from me. Looks a lot like Vancouver. Uh, yeah, it looks like <laughs> Vancouver. And they do try. They try their best to make it to put these little touches yeah. in. And the Savannah and her, the Monroe family. I mean, I can see. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people. Who they don't want their children to go to liberal colleges mm. because they'll be brainwashed. So that I can I can relate to. I can understand. I can see. But um, like I, you know, I'm sorry, and you know, it must be just because I'm I'm I've been raised secular. Um, like I see that stuff, and I'm like, wow, it's just like a, it's like I don't know. Like on one hand, it's they're asking, they're acting like they're. These these kids are going to be corrupted, but also it's like, do not do not drink any of the Kool Aid outside of what we're giving you, or else you know, I don't know, you'll be outcast. Like Savannah gets outcasted from her family. Yeah, I mean, I just it's a I don't think it's very realistic. It's so Stepford Wives, it's, it's so I yeah, don't know. it's like a cultish. Yeah. It's you know religion, you know. They're not in a cult. Mm. They're not in a. So, but I mean, I like the fact that. Uh, I, um, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. I mean, I just I'm just trying to relate to, you know, parents who have expectations for their kids, and then their kids just turn their back on how they were raised. But she hasn't real, you know, she hasn't really turned her back on the way she was raised so much as just, she's just asserting herself as her own person. Like uh, that, that should be, her parents are just, that should be lauded. Like, you know, she, she feels that she has uh, faith in God and faith in herself enough that she can go out to a secular college and uh, be amongst uh, secular people. And it's like, I don't know. It's, this this whole thing where it's like you gotta like gotta make sure they're in the Christian school and surrounded by Christian people or else they're gonna be they're gonna start devil worshiping or some shit like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you can if you if you have faith, you have faith and you can you can go out and you can have faith anywhere you go. <laughs> I did like the that that they showed that Savannah, although there are some parts where it's like, oh God, she's drinking. You know, that might be corruption that her parents will wouldn't like or that she's dating or whatever. Um, but I did like that it shows that she's still like a good person. And there's even like, there was like, a, I know there was at least one scene where you had just had this moment of Savannah, like, you know, having a quick prayer to herself, you know, about her, about her sister. That's what it was. So I thought that was good. Yeah. It was like, it wasn't showing that it's all bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, that she's completely turned her back on her religion or on her faith. She's just she's just being her own person. And, uh, oh, the, where, where was I going with, uh, oh, the drinking. And it's not like um, 
she's just she does this all the time. She binge drinks yeah. all the time. I think she was just she just drank a little just to take the edge yeah. off because she was nervous about being on the secular date. <laughs> and it's very uh, it's very tropey, you know, at these at, at, at this point. But I do love the uh, the 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 plot of having a like a goody goody or a really uptight person like drinking and then becoming a super honest person that's uh, more laid back and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was really cute. That was funny. And yeah, and I mean, she's not going to be binge drinking a lot all the time because her she's devoted to being a Hellcat. Mm-hmm. That's her, you know. So she's going to take care of her body, and she's not going to do anything. Uh, you know, the, that seems to be. I mean, it's it. I I don't know if there's like a rule for the Hellcats that they don't binge drink or whatever, but she seems to she's focused enough on being a Hellcat that. She's not going to uh, just go crazy and right. binge drink a yeah. lot. It was just a one-time thing. But she talked about what was it going on a, a wine tasting trip, and they they were supposed to spit out the wine, but she didn't. She drank it all, and she got like really drunk. That's <laughs> really cute. Uh, well, um, I think we should wrap up pretty soon here, but I feel like I got to go through not go through and recap the entire episodes or anything, but I, I, I want to go through and just point out like little bits and maybe you have some things that you, that stood out to you from each of these episodes that you wanted to mention that you liked or didn't like or whatever. Well, I, I wish I had watched it on my phone mm-hmm. and I wish that I'd watched it on a bigger screen to, you know, to see the, the flying and the yeah, dancing. And that's the, what, like, those are like my favorite parts i'd say i mean you know i'm not one that watches dance competitions or whatever but i'm always impressed when i see them and uh mm-hmm. you know i kept on looking i was like is that a stunt double is that stuff <laughs> like i'm wondering how much like Allie yeah. and uh ashley are doing you know um i'm sure to get cast on these shows they've got to have some sort of athletic ability um uh how about those cheerleader wipe transitions somebody mentioned that in our uh we don't want to wait group uh, that was kind of cheesy oh yeah was it jen <laughs> yeah yeah was yeah. Jen a- yeah yeah you get them every once in a while and when you they, they like come out of nowhere and it scares you to death like what's going on oh i forgot about those yeah. it's random i like it it's got a, it's cheesy but i don't know i just like this cheerleader just cartwheeling across the screen and it takes us into the next scene yeah. Uh, oh, we had a few dollars left over the set, so we can do one of those scene transition things. <laughs> I'd say the pilot had a lot of my favorites. I like I liked Marty's little uh, uh, footloose solo dance in her apartment. Um, to, to get yeah, ready for that was her. cute. And I like the the you know uh, Savannah and uh, Marty's uh, their meet cute or whatever. <laughs> the 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 first time they meet, where you know they're confronting each other first impressions of each other and it's and it's like bobblehead groupie versus angry goth <laughs> she's like goth really <laughs> uh, yeah because it we were led to believe that uh savannah was going to be yeah the the mean girl yeah. like you said a certain way oh, god seeing the bedroom when, i was like oh man she's gonna be so like anal about everything you know yeah it's just the way she is she just likes what she likes and but she doesn't i mean and i just think that that's just the cheerleaders yeah. are, are like that they're just they're very st- structured and uh strict mm-hmm. and you know nothing wrong with that um we have a little bit of unisex showers and locker room oh, and there's a whole God. of course uh marty losing her clothes to alice uh yeah. and lewis scaring all her all his guy friends away with his man bits to uh cover up for her <laughs> well, that was kind of cute, but unisex sh- bathrooms, please. The, only on television. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is in the first episode I wrote. Oh, God. Hey, soul sister. No. Oh, yeah. Hey, soul sister. Why does everybody hate that because song? Because it's the worst song. I think <laughs> it, it like had one moment, probably around this time. I remember hearing it first uh, on an episode of Hawaii Five O, and somebody was playing it on a uh, the the little mini guitars. What are those called? Ukulele. Mandolin. Ukulele. Oh. Uh, and it was, and I, I I think I appreciated it then. I was like, oh, what's this song? And then all of a sudden, it was just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I like Train. Yeah, I, Train. I think does a there's a there's a song they do for uh, the Smallville soundtrack, which I like. But I, the Hey Soul Sister, just like no, 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 no. Um, what else? Uh, the Cyclones. The this is the other cheerleader group, and they literally look hot in their outfits. Like, it's like they're in Tennessee, and they're wearing these like long sleeve. But it, you know, it's like the whole it's the it's the Christian school thing, and they have to cover up all their all, cover up their bodies. I like the line that says, "Jesus is the wind beneath their skirts." And uh, just kind of finding out that it was uh, Savannah's sister that was on the team and how Savannah's just like, yeah, that was a shock. Yeah. That was like, what? And then just Savannah's just like, I, you know, I wish you the best, you know, I'll, I'll be praying for you or whatever, you know, and it's just super nice while the rest of her family is just mean to her. Um, <laughs> I like the line that uh, D.B. Woodside says something about being in love with a doctor means you get universal health care with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> um, feel free to jump in with any other things that you like Because I'll just go through all of them. Um, Yeah, the music was good yeah. The uh, Just the pace of it was just It was exciting you know, The show is high octane exciting. Constantly, constantly music yeah. And the, the, the bike transitions especially Just Marty on her bike uh, Yeah, with her gloves With her gloves and the bagel in her mouth And <laughs> Um, da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, I was excited about the Hellcats winning the qualifiers. That was cool. Oh, uh, Tracy Spiridakos shows up for a hot second in this show. <laughs> who, uh, who does? Tracy Spiridakos, who uh, starred in Revolution. She's like the one... She's like the one cheerleader that says to Alice, like, like bends her arm, bends her hand back. She's like, "See, you can't even fool me, Alice. How do you expect to fool everybody else?" And that was like the only episode she's in. Uh, I was like, "Oh, she must be a new character." But no, she's just a random cheerleader that wanders in and out of the camera. Um, also, uh, Jake Harrow is played by Ryan Kennedy, who played Cosmic Boy on Smallville. I wouldn't be a Smallville fan without mentioning that. Uh, Wait, who's played by Jake Harrow is played by Ryan Kennedy. Jake is the uh, football guy that Alice. Oh uh, yeah, the, Alice gets drugs from. Gets and, the HGH. From. Yeah, yeah. And and he plays who? He played Cosmic Boy on Smallville. We'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, that that street gymnastic number really had me worried. There was a lot of leaping over concrete, and they started like throwing junk, drunk Savannah up in the air. I'm like, no, 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 she's drunk. She's gonna hurt oh, herself. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I was nervous too. And then all the guys can do a fight and get thrown into jail. That was fun. Lewis said, "Yeah, I mean that was that was." <sighs> Kind of a good way to get um, Dan Patch, Dan Patch. In, involved. Dan Patch involved with the Hellcats, because yeah. you know he's an outsider. He's a townie. Yeah. He doesn't even go to school. He he's works. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a camera, so I guess he's gonna be. He will film the oh, Hellcats. Oh yeah, he's gonna film that bed tape, obviously. Yeah. Because I noticed that like the second time I watched the pilot, I was like, "He's got a camera. Why does he have a? Why is he? What is he filming? Yeah, what's he, what's he got a camera there, for? At, just sitting next to a and sitting on a dock. I don't know what he's doing. Does he... watching the watching the sunset. Yeah. Um. The I don't think there's much else. I think we covered most of it. I. I oh. Uh, hey, Monday is a is a band that plays at the. Uh, End of the episode, and I guess they're like a real band. I was like, hey, they don't—they must sound bad. I might look them up, but anyway. Yeah, I was—I figured they must be a band. Uh, you know, they must be somebody. I liked the song; yeah. it was good. Um, so, what'd you think of uh, Allie singing uh, Sting's "Brand New Day," like her own version of it, at the end of uh, the fourth episode? That was great. Yeah. What song is that? It's actually a Sting song that I don't like at all. So I was happy to hear. Uh, it being covered and probably uh, it's just uh, it's, it's a song called uh, Brand New Day. 
Marty. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad secrets are. There's secrets, and then they come out pretty quickly. Like Lewis actually admits to Marty what happened with Alice, and you know, and you know, like Derek. Derek finds out about what's going on with Vanessa and Red, and like the secret. There's you get a secret, and it's like, oh, here come the secret drums. Like, will they find out about this? Oh, we're not going to find out for like six episodes. Yeah. No, they comes out pretty much either in that episode or the next. <laughs> So, and uh, it, oh, oh Lady Ant, about speaking of the uh, back to the the southern mm-hmm. thing, they have a country music song in here. Oh yeah, Lady Antebellum. I like that, that song, and I hate big. country yeah. music. I've heard that at karaoke before. Um, uh, do you think Dan's gonna break Savannah's heart? Probably, right? <laughs> well, see, I I was thinking that Dan was actually in love with Marty. Yeah, they kind of set that up a little bit, didn't they? Uh, yeah, there was like a look yeah. here or there, but then after a while, I was like, "Yeah, maybe not. Maybe they've just, uh, you know, deserted that idea." Yeah, um, or he could be hiding it better than uh, Dawson did for Joey, because you know they're yeah. like what they're like childhood buds, right? I don't know. Um, and yeah, I only had a, a, a one one critique I had was like. These are cheerleaders, right? <laughs> like, are they going to cheer at a game sometime? Um, yeah, like, what athletic event? You know, because, like, in college, there's always athletic events. Yeah. You know, you've got football, basketball, you know, there's it's just constant yeah. sporting but events. The, you would think that they would be involved in the college shouldn't more. Shouldn't they be working on chants? Like, making signs? I I always thought, like, where are the pom-poms? We don't have any pom-poms in this show. <laughs> but it's, but, competit- it's competitive cheerleading. All right. What did, what did Vanessa, Vanessa? Vanessa? The coach? Was that the Yes. Yeah. She said, cheering, they do to pay the bills, but they love, their heart is in, comp- in competition. Right. Yeah. I remember them doing, saying, I remember her saying that, but I assumed that. I don't know. Maybe they'll get into it uh, further in the season. Yeah, and they just they just hired the football coach, so maybe yeah. it's not football I saw season one yet. Season, one scene with the football players on the field practicing, but yeah, maybe maybe you know because I think that would be another thing to put the pressure on this cheer group is that they have to not only do their own thing, but they have to also work out stuff for the football games. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So hopefully we'll see. That will come up soon. That they were, that they will do actual cheerleading. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, you have any more notes? Uh, I think that's it. Well, folks, I hope you uh, you all liked that. And if you're still listening, <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, Hellcats." Uh, but if uh, you're into it, uh, tweet us at iZombiePodcast or uh, send us an email iZombiePodcast at gmail dot com. And let us know you're enjoying it. Uh, we're going to be doing this for seven weeks. This was the first of seven. And uh, now we're going to be doing three episodes a week. We just had to crush through four to make it all even out. So uh, next time, Steph, on Hellcats, we're going to be watching the episodes uh, five through seven. The Prisoner's Song, Ragged Old Flag, and The Match Game. Maybe there'll be some cheerleading at The Match Game. Ragged old flag, the prisoner song. Prisoner song. Maybe that's the uh, the law. We'll, we'll get we'll get some heavy law clinic uh, plot. He said something about like a. They're trying to. They're gonna get like. Oh, it's gonna be like a like a legally blonde scenario where they go uh, work on a case. Yeah. So they're gonna go to prison and um, meet with a. Adnan uh, Saeed, right? Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> they're gonna exonerate yes. somebody. 
Uh, we'll get a guest star appearance from what's her name? She just wrote a book about Adnan. She had a podcast. I forget her name is Rabia. Oh, Rabia Chaudhry. Chaudhry. Yeah, his friend. Oh, I thought you were going to say. Um, oh, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah Koenig. Uh, Sarah. Koenig. Hey, Sarah, oh, if you're Sarah out there, Koenig, you want to yeah. be on our podcast? We could really use the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's it. No, she needs to work on her. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, uh, that's it for us. Uh, we'll see you all next week for uh, three more episodes of Hellcats and more Eye Zombie News, hopefully. Uh, bye. Bye.